I'm a whole, I forgot I didn't throw the fuzzy background on yet. I'm just sitting here just, niggas see my whole fucking fake ass closet in the background. I'm gonna change this shit in real life. Lord have mercy. Welcome back, y'all. We are back. It's another podcast. It's another episode. This is another episode of the Runners Club Podcast. And, you know, we have a guest today and I think we'll, we'll just get into the guest quicker than we normally do. I think it could be a good practice because I was listening to our recent podcast and I was like, you know, for the people who hop, hop onto our podcast, hoping to hear the guest immediately. Who are those people? Do we don't want them here? <laughs> are they who welcome? <laughs> who does not want to hear us talk about our lives? What What are you guys coming here for? Yeah, I'm like y'all are y'all are in for a treat for the next thirty minutes before our guest comes. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, here's my update. <laughs> Straight up, like you knew what it was when it signed up. Like, come on. Uh, so, are, we wait, are we waiting on? Are we waiting on the guests? Is the guests ready? The guests not here, so we can. Man, uh, man, in the green room, just drinking up all our water. Like, right. <laughs> how are all you feeling? Virtual water. Yo, yo. Out yo. here in the metaverse. How's how's it how's it going on your end? How's it going there? It's going great. And you know what? We're gonna do our updates after. We're gonna do our updates after. Okay. Yeah, because okay. our guest is here. So yeah, right. tight, y'all. We'll be right back. It's Brittany. Wow. Welcome in. <laughs> hey, girl. Hi. How's it going? Good. So, okay. Brittany Romero, as of recently, I saw you hopped in on Zoom with your old last name. Was that Brittany Whitehead? Yeah, my bad. <laughs> no, I'm just, you know, I just want to make sure we're correct here. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, okay. So, Brittany, you are a windrunner. You are a teacher. You are a Chicago woman. Um, and we wanted to have you on here just to talk about all those things. Um, and this also just to talk about how fast you are, because we talk about it all the time. Every it's like the yes. point of conversation everywhere. And now we've brought it to the podcast. So yes, welcome in. Yeah. I think it's hilarious that I feel like you guys have brought my name up a stupid amount of times. And I, every time I get on, I'm like, I feel like I'm listening to this like for personal reasons. And I'm like, wow, well, why? <laughs> This is the weirdest thing I've ever witnessed. So yeah, it's an honor to finally uh, get to chat with you guys. Yeah. I mean, one, well, I'm <laughs> glad you listened because I swear we're like, yeah, yeah she's not going to listen to this. We can just... Yeah. yeah, we talk about you with no expectations that you actually hear what we say about you. <laughs> and most of the people that we talk about. <laughs> yeah, my favorite, I think the first time maybe that I listened and then you guys are because someone said like you need to listen to them. They're like making jokes or whatever. It was the whole Mike Brown story, which I feel like is like it's never gonna go away. That story is just <laughs> forever living. <laughs> yeah, um, it, yeah, no, definitely. I love it. I don't even remember the story, honestly. I think that was the first time I heard. Mike was just out of his league and he tried to keep up with Brittany and he couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> He really tried. He really tried. And it's like, you know, some people try and then they realize. Um, and we also talked about you um, when we did the recap of 13.1. 
because yeah. you're like right there in the leaderboard of like top 10, top five. I don't know if it was top five, but you were like right there behind Deanne, Nakuru. And we were just like, Jesus. Wow. Yeah. I know. I told Maya, I was like, I'm going to listen to you. And then she's like, and then I'm like getting on. What the heck? Why? So I told her today, I ran with her this morning and I was like, we're going to talk about you the whole time now. So you're going to know how it feels. (laughs) (laughs) So how, so thus, before we go back, I mean, I think the, the half marathon was just super recently, super recent. And uh, we've been talking about that with our last few guests about how the experience was being the first half on the West side of Chicago. Um, and then also for you having that extra special experience of running, you know, not not in Corral A, but in Corral exempt rank, you know, with the with all the rest of the professional athletes. Like what was that experience? And is that the first time you ran in that that top corral? Yeah. Yeah, it was an interesting experience. Um there was so many, yeah, there's so many things that were like different and new. Um, you know, at Shamrock Shuffle, we run in like, I don't even know if it's called the Elite Corral, um, I think, or something like that. But, um, and then and at Chicago Marathon, I did like the American Development. And I've been a part of like these like smaller races that have had like, like very like casual elite fields. Um, and so it was really funny because on that Sunday, we like, got into the elite tent and the elite field was pretty small for this race. And what they did is this was the first time I've ever witnessed this. They've had, they had the women's elite tent and the men's elite tent, two different separate tents. So it felt like very like, okay, this is the women, this is the men. And like, it was just like, a like just a smaller group of people. Right. So we're in there, like the entire Windrunner team got elite, um, got the elite option. So that was awesome. But then I felt like everyone else was just like one single human from their team. And they were just like, really in the zone, really focused. And I was like, I got to reel it back a little bit because like, I'm just having fun, like with the teammates, like we're making jokes. So yeah, I was kind of like, okay, wait, I want to be respectful of these people's like race because like, they're here to like really do something big today. Um, Mm -hmm. not that we weren't, but we're just used to like joking around and having fun. Um, and so Anyways, like we got to the start line um, and I felt like they did a really nice job of just like letting us still like kind of, you know, have our run outs and do stuff like that. Um, But I, we were, we all were saying like all of the wind runners, we were saying how like, it was so nice having you guys like up there. Cause I felt like we were just like hanging out. Like we didn't like, I, Robin has this like, right, like a race recap. And I felt my, like in my race reflection, she was like, what were like, one of the questions she asks is what are you thinking about on the start line? And I was like, I was like, not thinking about the race. I was so chill, so calm. So like, whatever, like, I don't know. It was just really cool. Um, and like, I know you guys had kind of said like you wanted to have, or like you wanted to call the race just because it was like, that's something that like, you know, it fits more of like that race felt Mm -hmm. like it would fit more like your guys's personality. And I completely like that whole race just felt really like at home type feeling like grassroots. Um, one of like, yeah, like it was a cool moment. Um, there was like this turn, like, cause you kind of like went out, like I, I personally, I feel like I'm still kind of like learning how to like in post COVID, like learning how to 
race, mm. but then stay within myself um, to an extent. Because like, I feel like you race so many of the same Chicago people that you're like used to being at this point or like this person's ahead of you, right. this person's behind you. So you kind of like right. kind of start to know like where you should be. Um, mm. And then like, there's the crowds, which I mean, you guys did a fabulous job like with the RLT, like those were some of my favorite races, um, the past two years. And mm. I just like, I feel like I, I kind of like vibe with like that, like really small crowd, really yeah. chill, like five mm. people cheering for you. <laughs> like, so it's like, <laughs> cause your energy never gets like too heightened. And then right, you never like right. drop down. Cause like, yeah, that was one of the things I said is that that race, like I had some really high highs and I had some really low lows because it was like, mm-hmm. you were, you were like really feeling great. And then you kind of went like South and you were like not feeling good. Um, but one like cool moment was like, on um, you turned like onto Polk street and that was like going South. And there was like these women just like outside on their yard in their yard. And I was yeah. like, it was one of those moments where sometimes you just think about running and you're just like, like, we shouldn't take this too seriously because we're literally out on in these people's neighborhood. They're just waking up in the morning. Like it's kind of like one of those moments. It's like reality check here. Like I'm over here, like suffering in the middle of 13 miles. Why I signed up for it. These women are just morning, like talking to their right. neighbors. Having they're, a good time. they're probably looking at us. Like, what are these psychos doing? Like literally. Right. What, yeah. So honestly, I mean, I- it was, yeah, it was such a great race, such a great event. Um, and I think like, I, I think I told like the team, I was like, I've never smiled at the end of a race. Like, but you guys, when you were like, <laughs> we know her, I was like, okay. like this, is yeah. this is a fun finish to the race. And honestly, looking at my like finishing pictures, I was like, why was I smiling? And then I remember you guys were like, we were like having a convo. Yeah, I love that. I love that. But I mean, that's that's really cool. There's a lot to unpack there. I mean, uh, the the Rim Runners team and whatnot, like all of y'all are just silly as hell. Like I love being around y'all. I love the opportunities that I had to like come to the Find Your Fast uh, um, uh, workouts and stuff, track workouts and things like that. Like y'all just all have some real chill energy. So I'm, I'm really curious since they broke down the... Uh, I guess, like you said, like the tent situation before the race between the men's and the women, you had that smaller, uh, that smaller field in that tent. Did y'all's, you know, kind of silliness and light, lightheartedness or whatnot. I think there's a better way to say that. Did it kind of like control the atmosphere? Because I've like, I like, I've been in what a, in the a corral maybe twice. And the first time was, uh, my first marathon. I don't understand how I filled out the application wrong and they put me in the A Corral. And like you said, it was, it was like, and I can only imagine how the lease was, but the A Corral, my first marathon was so intense. Like the, yeah. the energy was palpable, palpable or whatever. Like it was like, I could feel it. Okay. So, you know, like, what did you see like some of the elite athletes kind of like come in with that energy? Like, oh, this is race day. This is, I'm in the freaking zone. But then after being around, you, Irma, Vanessa, Maya, like all of you all, um, did you see them kind of like loosen up a little bit, kind of like come down off of that? Did it change the energy a little bit? Or were they just still like steel daggers, you know? Yeah, I think like in general, I try to like, 
And I think like Vanessa is someone who's like really good at this. Like when I first met her, she would be like talking to everyone on the start line. And I was like, whoa, like, I feel like in college, I tried to do like the whole like, ooh, I'm a badass. Like I'm gonna, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like try to like, I don't know, blue steel some people or like give them the (laughs) meme mug, give them my like race face. I don't know. I don't know what I was doing in college. Clearly needed to change. But um, (laughs) yeah, so I felt like she's someone who like, she's like, the queen of like making friends like on the start line. So I feel like ever since like kind of meeting her and joining the team and like, I think we just have a lot of conversations on our team about like, you know, just like making running fun and also realizing like we're here to like be an example for the community. Not like, not like beat a bunch of people, if that makes sense. Like we would rather Mm -hmm. like make people feel welcome and make people like, you know, see our team as like a group of women who like welcome others. Um, and yeah. so, um, yeah, like I felt like we were kind of like chatting it up with some people like Diane, she was like, what's your guys's pace for today? We're like, uh, like, no, no. <laughs> not quite. <laughs> nothing that you're like, we, we literally, I think like she asked it and we were just like silent. We were like, we can't answer that question, but no, <laughs> she, she said like she was going to tempo or something because she had a race the next week. Yeah. So she, was, yeah. she was kind of wondering like, are we going to run the same pace as her? And like, no, we're still not. We're going to run right. it slower <laughs> than you. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, like, that was cool. And then like, we were talking to like Kristen from second city and it was just like, you know, one of those things where it's like, even though we're in the tent and there's like these vibes of like, I'm sure some of those girls are feeling like I'm going to beat you or whatever. Like, it's more of like, Hey, like this is kind of like our race. Like I felt like we had, like we kind of wanted to also like go in there and like show people like this is what the Chicago running community is like. Like, you know, we may not have like the fastest females, but we do welcome people and try to make it like a you know a fun environment and an exciting like time for people. Um, and feel good about coming and running in Chicago yeah. and um, because there's nothing worse than just like not feeling welcomed or just feeling like you don't belong. Um, and so that's like a big thing for our team. Yeah. Well, so since you're talking about the wind runners, we'd love to know like what your definition or explanation of the wind runners is. And when you started it, started yeah. joining them. Yeah. So I was one of the first people to join the team in 2018, um, mm-hmm. which is just wild. Like I, something came up on like, you know, one of those like four years ago. Um, mm-hmm. And it was like just the other day. So yeah, like June 21st, I ran a race. I ran one of those, like the first Nike pop-up race ever. Wild. Mm-hmm. Um, they put on like a race that was like just just right over by my house. And one of my guy friends had told me to just, hey, you should go. You could win $400. I'm like, uh, yeah, like I'm so sick of going to these races and feeling like, okay, I can win. And then I do too, I do too much too early. And then I don't get any money. I walk away like right outside the prize money. So I was like, whatever. I'm a teacher. You remember like which race it was? Yeah, it was the, okay. So it was a 2K. I don't know if you guys, it was, it was June 21st, 2018. I have a uh-huh. stupid memory that remembers really dumb dates. Um, but, and it was in um, like West Loop, Fulton Market. And mm-hmm. it was like two laps, two 1K laps around like yeah. maybe like a two block radius or something yeah, like yeah. that. Were you guys there? 
No. I, I okay. probably would. I okay. definitely was not. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, no. I um, came after the NRC era. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah. So I went to that race um, and I had actually been like seeking out like a team to run with. Um, cause I'd moved to Chicago in 2017 and was like running alone and was just kind of like, why? Like I live in this awesome city. I know that there's tons of groups of people. Um, mm-hmm. and after the race, a guy friend introduced me to Emily, mm-hmm. um, which is one of the women who founded the wind runners through Nike. Um, and then I just like got lunch with them like later that week or like the next week and then, uh, joined the team and the team had just started like the night before that race they did like a dinner and everything and then I was just like the last one of the first group to join but then I'm the only one that's still that's still a part of the team from that group which is just crazy like we've we've had a lot of changes but like we just made a lot of growth um in the past four years um and I just feel like we're in such like a cool sweet spot as a team right now um Mm. but yeah and then what Windrunners is like what we can I hold on one second. Okay. I question. <laughs> um now I okay, first, Emily and Robin started Windrunners. Emily and um slow. Wait, okay, wait, Emma, let's okay. What's Emily? Yes, name? take it all. We can all take we can take we can slow this way down. Emily the, tr- the coach, Emily. No, no. Emily, okay, give me a second on her last name. She got married. So now I'm like, oh, I, I think, no, I think was, no. she works. She works for Nike. Yeah. Um, okay. 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 So I just, okay. There's so, and slow works for Nike. Yep. Mm-hmm. So they, they originally started our team. Um, okay. Emily Lezzo. Do you know Emily Lezzo? Yes. I believe. Yes, I do. Yeah. 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 Okay. okay. She might have a new last name now. Yeah. Okay. Um, so Emily and, and Slow started the Windrunners um, in 2018, and they were in charge of our team. So it was a very unique like dynamic because, mm. and I've said this before, like they they had this idea for our team. It wasn't like people were seeking out our team, if that makes sense. Like they created the team, so they had to find women to run on the team, right. and they also had to like find a coach, right? They and which is a little bit backwards because usually like a coach is the one who's like in charge of a team and a right. coach is the one who um, like probably finds runners or like vice versa. Right. right? Um, there's like that back and forth dynamic. So um, those so two women. Your own coach. No, 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 no. Robin was our coach, but like okay. they, like they were in charge. So like if we okay. wanted to do anything, we had to communicate with them. Like if we had Mm -hmm. questions about anything, it was all through them. And Robin was just like, I will be at practice. And that's it. Like kind of not in like a negative way. It was just like, that was her role. That was a structure, right? Yeah. And then, um, you know, and I think the reason why like that first group of women, like it didn't, it like, we didn't last like an entire year or whatever was because like all of those women were, people that they found and then said, Hey, would you like to join this team? And if, if Nike approaches anyone, I'm going to think like, everyone's yeah. going to say yes. Yeah. Right. Of but course. then it's like, then you start to realize like, Oh, do I really want to commit to like all this training? Do I really want to yeah. run all these races? Like, you know, mm-hmm. I think then people started to realize like, is this 
a fit for me. Right. Um, right. And then we started implementing like the time standards. And yeah, so, so I think one of the reasons like I've stayed on the team is because like I was already seeking that out and like it, it has really vibed with like who I am as a person, who I am as a runner. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we've just like grown. And like, I think what's been cool is like my relationship with Robin has developed and like, you know, now mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like they, Robin and Kelsey have asked, you know, for my input on certain things or like, you know, where it's like, you know, I've been around, but then it's also helpful because I feel like it helps like our um, vision for the team. Like we're right. always, we're always communicating about like, does this align with like what we want to accomplish as a team? Yeah. And, and uh, yeah. And like 2020, it was weird because there was all like that, that funding was because ne- you guys gumbo fit. I remember you guys were huge in 2019. That was like your blow up. Right. Mm-hmm. Glow up. Yeah. And then 2020, like we maintained through the races. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I felt like, yeah. And I felt like that was like a cool thing for the wind runners because that was like when with us, like with Nike, we kind of had to like not pause with Nike, but we just like, they were kind of on like taking a conservative approach with COVID. So then what we did, they were just like, you know what, you guys can continue to do things and like, we'll support you, but we can't say like Nike is, is in charge of this or is like starting this or heading this up. It's like you guys. So then kind of after COVID Robin then decided like, I'm going to take over the wind runners. Yeah. And we've kind of then started to see like, we can do a lot on our own because before yeah. that, like we just kind of felt like we had to go through Nike to get stuff done. And which, Make sense. Yeah. It's going to take more because they want to make sure, like you know, that everything is it's a lot of bureaucracy. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. But I kind of, I kind of love that story. Just hop in for me. Like I, I love that story because it's like, like yeah, like it. It seems like the rim runners was 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 born in a room and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's it it started there and it's grown there. But then now, because of the COVID, because of uh, of these things, it's these things that have happened to us. It's given uh, it's given the windrunners opportunity to kind of transform into what a the essence of what a Chicago Run Club is, and now it at this point with find your fast, even the way y'all are searching for runners and things like that. Um, it's it's a community based. One thousand like, percent. It's and and it's it's technically because I always get confused about the pro semi pro situation and stuff like that. Is the win runners is a pro? Is this the semi pro? It's sub elite, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, that's so like, okay. Like a prof- like I think the way that I would talk about like a professional runner is like you have like a professional contract, right? So yeah. you're someone who is like that's your job. You get paid. Like it's so it's almost like mind blowing. Yeah. I feel like for us like normal humans, we're like so when you're a runner for Nike, they pay you a salary. Like whoa, that's like I feel like for us, that's like. That's wild. Right. Um, right. But yeah, no, we that's we are just like partnered and supported by Nike. Gotcha, um, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I I love it. I love it. But you you run in that that subly field and stuff. But that's more of your that's more that speaks more to your the team's ability as athletes. Yes, exactly. Gotcha, exactly. Gotcha, we we're gotcha. not just because we're on win runners, we're not given anything in 
from races. Sometimes like Chicago, like races that are done by Nike, they are obviously like try to look out for us a little bit more, but Mm -hmm. there's definitely been times where we've like, our team has been in like the A corral and things like that, you know, like Mm -hmm. we're never like, Oh, automatically allowed to be in these certain corrals. And especially like when we go run races that are not, hosted by Nike. Like we're just like everyone else where we have to, you know, email them, submit our times. And, um, right. yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. No, I love that. I love that because I mean, where the rear runners is now, it, it, it does, it does feels like it's, it's a community. It's, it's a community run club and whatnot. It's a very, it's hyper specialized. And yeah. the skill set is ridiculous. Yeah. But yeah, no, it, it coming out of the pandemic and and being in y'all space now because when I when I first when I heard of the River Runners like during the RTL series it was like you know oh my god like this is like the sub elite team and stuff like that they come in to run and and it felt very like felt very far away and stuff like mm-hmm. that like especially for me coming into the running community coming into the running the world of running. And not even knowing like the names of all these athletes and all of these elite athletes and stuff like that, I was like, "Oh, okay, so this these are the sub elite women who are representing Chicago on the main stage and stuff like that." But now getting to know all of you all, thanks to Vanessa and stuff like that, realizing like, "No, nah, these are these just good Chicago people." You yeah. know what I'm saying? Just, just another human community for yeah. right? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it, it it makes it it makes it nicer and more approachable, and I. I I love that y'all had the opportunity to do that instead of just being a, a corporate running thing, you know? Yeah. 1,000%. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, because I think, Ian, I first met you at One Chicago, that 5K we put on. Yeah. Um, And that was just, like, super cool. So I feel like, you know, for a lot of people, like, you know, there were some really tough times during, like, the year of 2020, 2021. But I feel mm-hmm. like for groups like Gumbo Fit, for, like, Seven on Sundays, like, for Windrunners, I thought it was just so cool, like the connections that we were able to make. And I love that you use that word like approachable because that's 1000% like what we want to be as a team. And we want to be like, I don't want to say it in like a cocky way, but we do want to be like an inspiration for females in Chicago. We don't want to feel like we're doing this and it is not something that anyone else can do. Like we want others to feel like this, these are goals that they can achieve as well. And that's why we put on like find your fast. And it is so cool seeing some of these women, like they, especially like if they didn't run in high school, they didn't run in college. They don't know what it feels like to be surrounded by people that are at your same level that are working hard. And as a sub elite runner, like, Mm-hmm. A, a lot of women deal with just like running with men a lot, which right. no hate, nothing wrong with running with a guy, but <laughs> there's just something different about like running next to a female, knowing like she's struggling, she's putting in the effort just as much as you are. Um, yeah. and like has those goals, has those dreams. Um, it's just like, there's something cool and powerful. So to be able to like share that with, uh, the Chicago community is like, it's a big part of who we are. Yeah. And you all are, um, because you had your find your fast, which was really great of like literally women finding their fast. Um, and you you did it for the second time leading up to 13.1. And now I just saw that you all are advertising for, um, more, um, teammates. Yeah. Yeah. 
So yes. Yeah. So, so unfortunately we have like three girls that are leaving the team. They're all moving out of state. Um, and so we just kind of are opening our program back up. Um, I think it was just like super cool. Like we say, we've said it like all of 2022, like it was really cool seeing like Irma and Maya work together during find your fast and like, kind of like, you know, just kind of like working together through that. Um, and so we, our hope is that like, kind of like through these find your fast programs, our hope isn't like, Oh, we want to find more teammates, but you know, at the end of the day, like we're encouraging these women to, like you said, find their fast and like some of their fast is like our qualifying standards. And that's what we want. Like, and a big part of our team is like, you know, we do know that like, there aren't a lot of opportunities for like diversity in distance running. And, um, like, I think that's like a big part is that like, we want to make sure that we are inclusive to like, you know, everyone to make sure that they yeah. feel yeah. like they, that there's, you know, an opportunity for everyone to get, be a part of this team. And it isn't something right. for just, you know, white female. Right. Yeah, definitely. I, and I, I get that. And I could see how find your fast could be, uh, a really, a really good, um, uh, what is it? What is it? Uh, point of entry and stuff yeah. like that, because, um, uh, you get that opportunity, you get the opportunity to run with other people that are at your level or even above your level, you get to push for it and you get, you get the opportunity to be in this, uh, uh, what is it? Um, I already forgot what it was, what semi-elite or whatnot, pro <laughs> sub-elite sub-elite situation and things like that because, you know, in, in the black and brown communities, you don't always get the opportunity to be in that space and in that world. Like like you said, like in the what, last four or five years, you know, me and Courtney has done what we can to build an apparatus or just like a community for black and brown runners to just even get yeah. into the sport of running. But right. while I've been in this sport, I've realized there have been so many collegiate athletes who may have come from track and field, you know, who had, who stopped running, you know, three, four, five years ago because they didn't have a place to continue their love for running and stuff like that. And road running was looked at as something that white people do and things like that. And so now we have all the, we have this influx of some people who are like me getting into running in their late twenties, early thirties, or who are like Kelsey, who've been, you know, running since high school and college, who's having this opportunity to participate in this sport. And now here we go as a woman, you had this opportunity to be in the space of this sub elite, try out, do a walk on tryout. Like I think that's that's a big deal. And then that gives the rent runners the opportunity, you know, as for, you know, from what it seems like from conception to now being predominantly white. Now you have a because, like you said, you know, slow and, and and Emily were pulling from maybe people they knew their community and stuff like that. So now it ends up being mostly white. But now you get this opportunity. You're seeing more runners that look like you, don't look like you, come from your same background, don't come from your background and stuff like that. Now you get to pull from this bigger, this, this bigger pool, and boom, you know, yeah. diversity equity gets to pop this beautiful little head in and you get a a, a, a a more well-rounded running organization. And that's pretty cool. Yeah. And I feel like what you said is so true. Like we don't want it. 
I, the, like when you said that word approachable, like we don't want it to be approachable for just, you know, white women and their 20 somethings. We want it to be approachable for the runners of Bumbo Fit, for the runners of seven on Sundays. Like we want to see that, like continue to like that, like growth for like mm. anyone. Um, like Maya, for instance, I feel like she just has like the coolest story because I remember her during our um one Chicago 5k she was like on team blue or whatever and I remember Vanessa because I think Vanessa had gone to Gumbo and she's like dude she is fast like she's got potential she was a collegiate like soccer player like she's good and I remember she she ran like some sort of like really good time at that 5k and then you know like like during Vine Your Fast, like when we were having them do that mile, like we were just like eyes on her, like so <laughs> focused. Like we're like, okay, we know what we're doing here. Like we have an agenda. Right. Um, so yeah, so I feel like that's kind of like what's really cool is like you guys have like these groups where it's like you're just welcoming everyone from the community. And then to kind of see them like start to kind of like get towards our like our time standards is really awesome because then it's like, we're then able to kind of say like, okay, like let's put, make that push. And one of our like ways that we're trying to do that with this like new application is uh, we lowered our like distance to the 800. So we thought like, okay, like one way that we could probably try and get more diversity is like through like putting like a time standard or like looking for, collegiate runners that like maybe did the 800, maybe did the 400 that like, you know, kind of like have that, like, you know, that, mm-hmm. that wants to run and like, yeah. Cause like you said, after college, it's like, what do you do? People like, that's the best part about running is like, right. it's the one of the easiest sports to kind of get into after you finish with college. Um, <laughs> you know, so it, yeah, it's just like, that was Kelsey, sad. by the way, a fellow wind runner. Trying oh my God, I love to it. the conversation. Wait, is she coming in? No, she just stayed okay. me. So I was like, wow, perfect timing, Kelsey. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think I feel like I think that's uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and that, that, that's pretty cool that y'all broke brought it down to the 800 because and, and let me know if I'm wrong, because we're gonna get into your college a little bit. Um, you know, if if you're coming out of college. And you you seeing people ask for your 10K, your half marathon, your marathon time. That's, you know, that's a hard, that's a hard yeah. translation. You know, it's like, I, I've never ran those and I probably would never run those, you know? Because uh, I mean, from what I see from most track and field athletes, they look at the mile like it's a marathon, you know? <laughs> so, for sure. Um, yeah. I think that's pretty cool because like, once again, you know, same word, it, it makes, it makes the rim runners, it makes the application more approachable because it's like, oh, I can do some 5Ks. I can do some 10Ks, you know, and and just right. like majority of the runners that, uh, especially in Gumbo Fit right now, because that's where I met a lot of runners who are now multi-half marathoners, multi-marathon runners, you know, they came, they pulled up in Gumbo Fit when I was to the captain there and they was like, they just started running. Like, oh, yeah. you know, it's my first three miles. This is, my first 10k you know but but seeing them now where they was like oh i would never run a marathon i would never do a half and watch them over the years slowly inch up and now they've done multiple of them has been like the greatest gift 
and stuff oh, yeah. like that. That's that's thoroughly what I enjoy about you know being in the the gumbo universe and whatnot. Because in Seven on Sunday, it's like the way we started off with Seven Mile, Seven AM. You know, for the majority majority of the time that we've been uh, been doing this, has been pretty much established runners who have been running probably by themselves and just didn't have a space to come to and stuff. But these these people are freaking runners. Like they're not looking at a marathon like ill. I won't touch that. They like no, let's let's right. fucking go. Like I'm PR and I'm trying Maybe. to go to Boston this year. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so but, Brittany, are you, um, you said that you moved to Chicago in like not too long ago or like around. Yeah. So, time? so I actually, I'm from, uh, Elgin, which is a like Northwest suburb of Chicago. Okay. So, so you're from okay. Illinois. Yeah. Yes. 1000%. I went to school at Eastern Illinois and that's where I've been. I've, yeah, I've not left not not left Illinois. So I just moved to Chicago from the suburbs. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I actually <laughs> used to drive up to Elgin all the time for work. Oh, okay. I'm familiar. Yeah. It's not too okay. far. It's not too yeah, far. I'm not, yeah, but but uh, it's much better being in the city for yeah. sure. And and I then so that. then as a teacher, how are you like how do you go from like do your kids ask you about your running? Do they ask you about like how you get active and like how do you incorporate it into your learning? Yeah, that's a great question. So, um, I, so yeah, so I actually coached cross country, like my second year of teaching, um, actually where I went to high school, I was still living at home and I was teaching in Schaumburg and then I was coaching in Elgin. So that was cool. Um, kind of like giving back to my alma mater. Um, but then I, um, moved to Chicago. My boyfriend at the time, now my husband was living in Chicago and I just, you know, whatever, didn't want to live in my parents' house anymore. So <laughs> I moved to Chicago. Um, and then I ended up getting a new job in River Grove, which is just like Oak Park right outside the city. Um, and so mm. I, yeah, in River Grove is just like super cool. The, the, my principal, he's like, really, um, you know, just really, really into like whatever our passions are. He's like, go like make these clubs do what you want to do. So in 2018, the, the, I did way too much that first year I did the marathon. I joined the wind runners. I was running Chicago. I started teaching kindergarten. And then I also did a all girls running club at my school. And, um, yeah, it was really, it was amazing. And, um, what we ended up doing is, uh, you know, we ended up running like a 5k. It was really similar to like girls on the run. Um, but you know, after I taught kindergarten, I moved up into sixth grade and then since then have kind of continued that like girls running club at my school. Um, Mm -hmm. and so that's like my main way to kind of give back. I also coach Fenwick, coach cross country at Fenwick. So I do that in the fall. And then in the spring, I do the girls running club. But then within like, yeah, my, that, that 2018 year, my kids were like, um, I saw you, I saw you on a commercial. <laughs> like, so it was just like so funny. I'm like, oh God, like, oh, that's, that's really not what I was going for. But um, yeah, cause I forgot what there was. I think there was like some sort of like legit ad out that, um, 
like parents were seeing and like saying stuff to me about. So that was kind of funny. But, um, and then like my, when I was running Chicago marathon in 2018, a bunch of my, um, other coworkers were also running the marathon. So it was kind of like a fun thing at school because everyone kind of knew, like the kids knew we were training for the marathon, um, and stuff like that. But then even, even like we have like a cross country program at our school and I'm like constantly now I, now I teach sixth grade. So those six, seventh and eighth can do cross country, like can do our sports at our school. Yeah. And, um, I, I'm like constantly checking in with those girls and the boys on our team. And I'm like, okay, what, like, what was your time? Like, and I've gone to a couple of their races and stuff. Um, but yeah, we have a really good like rapport and I feel like I'm constantly like, they know that I'm like very into running and I like, and I, like, I, I think I just like weave that into my, as a teacher, you're kind of like, um, you're just constantly talking, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which you can see I'm like, obviously not bad at, I do it all day, um, <laughs> but yeah, like, I just feel like I'm like, you know, we'll have like these heart to heart conversations, like these class meetings, family meetings. And, um, you know, like all like give them like, kind of like share like a little like tidbit about like my life yeah. and my running, like, um, in this year, we like, I implemented like gratitude journals as a part of my, um, like daily lesson. And so like, that would be like a big part. Cause I would share like what I was grateful for that day. And then would like, you know, ask them to share yeah. what they're grateful for. So they, they, they know like every detail about my life. Um, I try not to really <laughs> share, like, they know I'm on a team, but I try not to be like, I don't know. You know, I try they not don't know to know you really, this shit. Like, they don't, they know you. Right, yeah. they, right. they, they don't know that you D Brittany in the city. You yeah, know? They don't know you as D Brittany. The yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they I, need well, to listen also, to your podcast. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, which I which I don't. Teachers but. are fast. <laughs> I just, um, but I, I, I want to say I, teachers I, are very fast. I, I, I'm seeing this as a common thread in my life. Like teachers, you know, how fast is it? Is it because you're chasing kids all day? Like, what? what where's this? Where's this thing with speed and teachers? <laughs> I think there's probably a piece to like the fact that we're teachers means that we can handle uh, a little bit of energy. Like we've got probably some natural energy. Um, and then I think there's probably the piece of like, you need a little mental release (laughs) either to start the day or at the end of the day. So I think it goes, it goes really well hand in hand. And I just feel like what I've always said about like running and teaching is like, I'll get to school and I like, I feel great. I just had practice. Like I just got my butt kicked in like these workouts and my kids are probably just like, you know, some of my coworkers are just rolling out of bed, getting to school and I, you know, mm-hmm. like, I feel like I'm like, you know, I don't know if you guys saw my Instagram post where I had to cut out my hair because I had like <laughs> this nasty thing. Yeah. Like, oh my God. It's it's wild, right? It's wild what we do. Um, And I think just sometimes like, you know, that that's a big part. And I just know, like, I go straight from these workouts to school and I, um, you You're know, try to. You got an endorphin shot, like you just exactly. ready to go, like exactly. whatever. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I mean, part of the reason why I asked too is because when I was in middle school, it was like, yeah, it was around the middle school time. I had a teacher who also was a runner and she was just like, I just remember seeing her and being like, 
she's really fit. And like, I couldn't put my finger on it. And so then one time she just happened to talk about the fact that she was like training for a race. And I would say that that was like the first, first, first introduction to the idea of like long distance running because I remember being like, she's fit. Like what does she do? Cause (laughs) other people around me don't look like her. And, um, and, and it's just like those little moments, they, it's like, I don't really think about it a lot, but recently it came back to me and I'm like, she doesn't even realize. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's funny. Yeah. Like I, I have some students that are like, I don't know, by the end of the year, you become like best friends. Like you feel like you're like your student's mom. Like it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But one of my students, like towards the end of the year, cause you know, you start wearing like a t-shirt or a sleeveless top. She's like poking my arm and she's like, Oh, what yeah. is that? What is that? <laughs> like, I don't know, you know. <laughs> I, I was but just about to ask you. I was just about to ask you when the kids getting unruly, do you just flex a little bit? Like, you don't, you don't want no problems. Like, just sit in sixth grade. In sixth grade, they ask, they ask the funniest questions and they notice everything. They're, you know, it's a great age because they're, they're, they have, they have quite the personalities. So, yeah, I feel oh, like. My God. You, Courtney, like describing that was is like half of the girls in my grade level. They're like, "What's going on with What's you?" What's happening what? here? We went. We did. A, we went. We went to a field trip, um, like right before the school year ended, and um, I we went to Brookfield Zoo, which I don't know if you guys have been, um, but we were like way turned around. Like we were, we had this map, and when I was like, "Oh my god, we are on the other side." of where we're supposed to be. And we, we got to get on the bus. Like where I was in, I had like Real a small group of huge like, and confusing. Yeah, I had the group of like seven kids and I'm like, we have five minutes to get back to the bus. Like we're on the opposite side. So I'm like, I'm like, all right guys, every, every man for themselves. Like we're, we're walking like at this r- ridiculous pace and they're like, I'm dying. Mrs. Romero, like what is going on? Like, and we're just like, I feel like we're just, le- whoa, sorry. Oh, wait. Kelsey? Kelsey. She's trying, right. <laughs> Kelsey's be trying. She's trying to interrupt the conversation. So funny. Um, but anyway, so she um my kids are like laughing and they're like, we're like dying laughing and like also all like in a very like almost like dead sprint. And they're like, how do you do this? How are you not tired? And then like one of the kids like randomly just goes, like, did you run this morning? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, I I think that makes her go fat like that makes her gives her more energy like they like had this moment and i was just like this is just this is epiphany like oh my yeah. god I'm like whoa wow, <laughs> that helped her to, yeah they're like wow she can walk fast too okay <laughs> <laughs> um so, so funny I, what is your what is your like go like do you have okay Going back to you and like just the because we always laugh about the fact that you are a teacher. So and I always just thought like you went from teaching to running and you just kept it separate. So it's good to know that like it's 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 refreshing for me to hear that you have other things on your plate. Cause I was like, if she just runs and teaches, I'm jealous. <laughs> like I'm like, if that's all she's got, I'm like, what in the world? I'm like, but um it's like it's nice to hear that you're teaching other students and like. And yeah, I mean, obviously teaching already is a lot of work. My stepmom's a teacher and I just, I'm like, couldn't do it. But, um, but I just want to know, like for you personally, what it like, I know it seems like you're, 
basically also a leader within Windrunners. Like, do you have any goals, like personally or tied into Windrunners that like for this year as far as like races or um, other things with your kids? Um, for yeah. Any- yeah, that's a great question. I know. Maybe I need to think about those myself. Um, yeah, I think <laughs> um, in general, like our team, like our main goal right now is to like add diversity to our team. Um, like we saw some stupid, um, stupid statistic that was like only, and I could see if I could look it up. Cause I think I sent it to someone, but only like 20% of female African-Americans have broke three hours in the marathon. Something, it was like, it was a really, really, mm, really small it. number. Mm-hmm. And so I like sent it to the team and I was like, this is crazy. Like, the, like, you know what I mean? Just like, I think, you know, you look at someone like Maya and it's just like, I see that potential in her. So it's like, we want, we want more of that. Um, and it, it's like so sad that she's, I mean, it's amazing. She's an, she's an amazing human, like that's going on to be a doctor in Philly, but just like sad that we had such a short amount of time with her. Um, and mm-hmm. so like, um, I think just like continuing to add that diversity, because I feel like this, we just like really hit like a cool sweet spot. I feel like in the past, like year to six months um with our team and I think just continuing to like be like within the community more and to continue to add girls to the team that can really you know we can see like big growth from um so that's kind of like a team goal right now we don't have I don't I wouldn't say that we have any like specific team goals I think we for sure want to like you know, it would be amazing to get someone to qualify for the Olympic trials. Um, we have had in the past when the the time standard was 245. Um, and then like Maeve and I got super close to 245 the last fall, but then they just lowered the time standard to 237. So Ooh. Ooh, that's yeah, a that hits different. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I think in general, like, you know, there is like been a lot of conversations that a lot of people like that have run like similar times to me have had like, mm-hmm. you know, like what's hard is like, there's these time standards to like qualify for the Olympic trials that are, that are, you know, whatever they're, they're It's a time at the end of the day. Right. It's a time right, that right. someone ha- like humans have created um, to say whether or not you're a quote unquote good marathoner. Right. And so it's like, Two years ago, if I ran 245, I was the be- one of the best marathoners in our country, right? And then it's right. like, this year, if I run 245, I'm not quite there. You know what I mean? So it's Your like- average good. Yeah. yeah. So then it's kind of like one of those things where it's just like, you know what? I don't think I'm going to be... Like, I just don't... I don't... I, I think in general, for myself, my, I don't quite think that 237 is like where I can be right now. Right. Um, not saying I'll never get there. Just getting fat, like just faster and faster. Yeah, and I think, like personally for myself, like my first marathon, I ran two thirty eight or well two fifty eight, then two fifty two, then two forty seven. So it's like I've seen myself increase or decrease, I guess I should say, um, and like get faster as well. So I'm not Mm. counting myself out, but I just think in general, it's sometimes it's like we still need to celebrate, like little things along the way. So it's like yeah. this year, you know, I don't run a two 
whatever, 30, 36, 59 or whatever, you know, I run 240 or I run 242, 243. And like, that's amazing. You know? So I just think that's fucking amazing. Yeah. That's so wild. I, think just, <laughs> I think it's just like keeping that in perspective and like trying to also find like little goals along the way. Um, and just like remembering that, like, we all do this for fun at the end of the day. Like I try not to take running too seriously and, you know, going to practice and running with my team is like the best part of my day. And like the second it's not the best part of my day, then I need to reflect and think about like, what, what's going on here. And I think if I were to try to maybe go for like a 237 time standard, like that's when I think maybe it wouldn't be as fun anymore because it would feel like a lot of pressure. And yeah, if that makes sense. So I, I, I'm running a CIM in December which is a great race, California International Marathon. It's a great race to try to run like a really fast time. So we'll try to do that there. And uh, like, just really not put any pressure on myself to do anything that's crazy, but always like, you know, always trying to PR and um, just, you know, be a good human. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if your goal is progression, like you're going to continue to progress. But I, I kind of love that you want like, you realize that 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 new standard for the Olympic time can can change. It can definitely yeah. affect your running journey when you're chasing down that that time because it it probably does take like this. Hmm, I don't know what's the best word to use, but it'll probably take like these higher level, this higher level of commitment, this higher level of more time. You know what I'm saying? More pressure on these workouts that might now change your relationship with it. So. Right. You know, being mindful of that is is very important, and I, I think it's it's uh it's it's good to say that in the sense of yeah, that two thirty seven is is your you know goal that you're chasing. But even if you um a a, a five hour marathon and your goal is to you know do sub five hours and stuff like that, like if you're if you're in the process of running and you're training and stuff, your goal over the next twenty weeks should just be hey. I need to train better. You know, I, yeah. I just want to go a little bit harder than I went last training season and stuff like that. And so yeah. this year, if you do complete the Chicago under stuff five, that's cool. But putting all of this pressure to hit these certain times when and you feel like you're not achieving that during the course of the training, don't allow it to change your relationship with running. Don't ruin your entire summer over exactly. this Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and I think like people really do like kind of get stressed about like, Mm-hmm. pace and I feel like sometimes it's like the cool thing about a marathon like training for a marathon is like it's not until like that last month that you start to really start like clicking off sometimes like and I personally always feel like I don't want to set like a legit goals for myself until I get like you know until I've done like my longest long run or until I've done like those last couple that are like you know that's mm-hmm. like the meat and potatoes those are that's when you really kind of see your fitness so mm-hmm. I feel like to start out a marathon block with a goal in mind is is tricky because you don't know mm-hmm. what these next three to four months are going to hold for you. Um, and so, yeah, so I completely agree with you that, you know, whatever that goal is, is that, you know, always be like mindful of just, you know, everything else going on in your life. And you could totally like shock yourself on the day. Um, yeah. Well, and I think okay. like, oh, go ahead. I, I think like one of the things like you were kind of saying it Ian earlier, like 
the marathon is like one of those things that like, I don't necessarily love that. Like people like have to run a marathon because you don't, you don't, (laughs) you know, like, like, I think it's just one of those things where like, I was never like really sold on it for a while. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think, yeah, I think just in general, I think it's just good to like, remember that like, there are other races out there. There are other distances. So like when you were kind of saying like coming out of college, like a lot of people are like, Oh, like that seems way too long. Like I was definitely one of those people. And, um, like you said, you get, you start just creeping up because everyone's just creeps up. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah. And I think, and I think that's one thing for myself too, that I kind of reevaluated when like they changed that time standard to 237. I was like, I have these other millions of other like distances that I, I have goals for as well that like, I can just kind of like reshift my focus or like come up with still goals that are like, like lofty goals that are going to be tricky and challenging, like competing in like a U.S. champs, I feel like would be like a, just a really cool goal. Cause there's like, I don't know if you guys are aware, like there's just like, there's a 6k U.S. champs. There's a, 10k us champs like there's so many different road us champs races that i feel like um you know would just be be just as exciting to be in a part of as a you know olympic trials yeah um so so yeah so i think it's always like about that like reshifting your focus um keeping you a little bit hungry and did you did you say that you did long distance in in high school and college or like yeah so so in high school, I ran like in my freshman, sophomore year, I ran like anything from like the hundred to the 800 or two mile. And then my junior year, I ran because then I, then I think my junior year is when I shifted and did the 300 hurdles and the 100 hurdles. And then I started doing like the heptathlon. And then my senior year, I went back to the 800. And then when I went to Eastern, I ran 800 my freshman year, 800, and then started working my way up. Like my coach at Eastern was like, hey, you ran the hurdles in high school and now you run cross country. Hmm, we should put you in the steeple. So I ran the steeple. That was like my main event in college. And then I was like mid-distance. But I never felt like I was someone like, I always felt like I had like a little bit more speed rather than endurance. Like in college, mm-hmm. like there's people that run like the 10 K, which is like, basically they are the people that are going to get out of college and go right to the marathon. And I felt like I had a lot of teammates that were like, I love long runs and I love like, and I'm like, that is not me. Like I love <laughs> fast at the end of a race. Um, so yeah, so it took me a little bit to get even sold on wanting to do one marathon. Like I, graduated in 2013 and I didn't run my first marathon until 2018. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So we, I ran my first marathon in 2019. So that's like, that's hilarious. Cause I would have been like, I'm yeah, I would assumed you would have done more. Um, my, okay. My last question for you before we wrap up is yeah. your husband, is he active? Do you run together? Cause I know you're newly married, but I just want to highlight that because you know, mm-hmm. newly fiancéed man and you're like, yes. married, and I know that it's been probably like a year, but like, how's that going? And how do you like bring fitness into your relationship? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, he is literally my number one cheerleader. He is What's his the name? most Can amazing. His name? We, I just want to make, cause I know I don't. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Donnie. Donnie, okay. <laughs> Did okay. Donnie, you see a blessing Donnie Romero, okay. Yes. 
Yeah. So he, yeah, he's literally like my number one cheerleader. Um, but fun little side story that he and I both met in college. We were both on the track team together. He was a thrower though. So definitely he's fits in the category of like, what the heck are these marathoners doing? Um, like he, he's like, he's a huge, like before I joined the wind runners, like all my long runs, he would bike with me. He's like, he's like super chill and cool and calm and collected. And he like, he would, he loves like going out on the lakefront path, you know, got, he's got his tunes. He's just cruising. So I'm sure you guys saw him in like any of the races, like the him time. biking. Okay. Okay. Time. Okay. Yeah. Well, and then your guys' first RLT, he ran the 5k. Like, I don't even know if yeah. you would have known that. I remember, I saw it. The thing is, I know, I know, I know he's not. You see it all. And I saw your post about how you guys like kind of met and how like you were dating someone else. And then like when, oh, when yeah. he put up, then he kind of made his, his move. Yeah. And so like, I just think your story is really cute. I love that he, he was a thrower and I just love always seeing him on his bike, supporting you. And I think it's so adorable. So yeah, that run, I didn't know that was his first 5k, but I knew that it meant something. Yes. Yeah. So he, yeah, he's awesome. Um, but he, I think I, yeah, I, I know that like, obviously you guys both have, you know, relationships where you guys are both runners, which is wild. Um, but he like runs, he dabbles in the running a bit and he, I think he's definitely like motivated, but I think it's one of those things where, like I said, I think post, you know, college, you know, what, what's the most accessible, like yeah. little thing that that also like kind of keeps you driven, kind of keeps you going. Yeah. Is like running is great because like anyone can hop in a 5k, anyone can like want to get a better time than the last time that they right. ran one, right? So right. um, so yeah, I think I want to see him in a half marathon sometime because he his goal is to run his longest run he's ever done is eight miles. His wow. goal is oh. to run 10. So I said, okay. if you're gonna run 10, double digits. You might as well. Come on. Get a, get yeah. a medal, get a beer, banana. Exactly. Let's let's freaking go. You know? Yeah. So it's really fun, like when I get to flip the switch and cheer him on. So yeah. yeah. That's really well, sad. Well, well, my fiance, if my fiance gets picked up during this application period, I need to sit down <laughs> with Danny. We need we need a we need an offshoot uh 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 wind runner support team. Oh yeah, we have like dogs of windrunners, husbands of windrunners, boyfriends of windrunners. You know, as long as you got you got a fan, you got a supporter. I think that's what keeps everyone going. You know. Yeah, love it. Well, a lot of this running stuff is stupid, right? Oh yeah, no, it's so stupid. You sound like Coach Robin. You guys are literally (laughs) hilarious. I love the both of you. (laughs) We wake up so early, and I don't do anything on Friday nights, like. you know, like poor guy. He's like, can we go somewhere? Can we do something? Like, no, I have to wake no, up. I have to run. I know. It's going to be, it's going to be so hot in Chicago. So I have to like be drinking water. I can't drink the beer. I'm like so dumb. But after the run, I definitely will drink beers with him. So he gets, yeah, he gets it. the best of both worlds. I love it. I love it. I love Thank it. I love for... it. Yeah. Me and Karen are going on, uh, uh, yeah. uh, uh, and we're, we're, we are cutting our margaritas in half <laughs> okay. for the summertime. Hilarious. <laughs> I, guess I didn't even realize Karen drank like that, which makes it so much more funny to me. I thought it was oh, just oh me. No, <laughs> she knew no, you like, did, but <laughs> she, she, yeah, she getting me off a uh, 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 scotch and whiskey and into tequila because I, I, my job, my job is 
making frozen margaritas. That is oh, that's amazing. What I am here for. So uh, <laughs> I love that. We need to. Well, we need to have a reunion. Once yeah, once these applications come out, we'll have Ryan's margaritas. We're here for it all. Let's do it. Let's yeah. do it. I love it. <laughs> I just appreciate you just telling us, uh, you know, a little bit more about like the story of Windrunners and also just like letting us into just what your routine is a little bit more so that like, you know, Brittany is not a robot. Brittany's a <laughs> being, you know, she's yeah. human. Um, and it, it's, it's interesting too, to hear like what your sense of like, I, I don't know if competition is the right word, but just like where you are as a sub elite athlete and like how you see other athletes and even just the expectations of sub elite athletes. It's, it's definitely something, um, that's interesting because we hear often from like elite athletes who are at the top and it's like, I think there's something really special about the sub elite that are to, you know, Ian's point that you can be a little bit more, um, approachable um to people who are like okay like i can move a little quicker and then potentially get to this space or be around these people because wind runners is definitely that kind of like you filter out what the community um how the community gathers you kind of filter through them and then really find like these gems who could you know have so much potential so yeah you're doing exactly and i love that you're working with kids so um I feel like this conversation was overdue, but also perfect timing because Windrunners, again, you guys has a, uh, their application now. How many uh, positions are you looking to fill? Like how many girls are you looking to take on? Yeah, I think like anywhere from like three to five, maybe. I don't know. I need to double check on those. We tried it. I think keep our number right around 15. Okay. So yeah. Yeah. You guys are a small and mighty group, you know, like. I love it. Yeah, it's intention. So thank you. Yeah, thank you guys so much. This was so fun. And I'm really glad that, um, you know, I got to get on here and chat with you guys. And um, you guys didn't have to say anything about me when I'm not on the podcast, you know? <laughs> I'm going to talk about you. <laughs> so it's definitely still going to do that. But yeah, thank you oh, so boy. much for coming through. Have thank you. Day. Have a great day, guys. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. I love you. That was awesome. It was awesome. Yeah. I feel like we're definitely going to have Brittany back. Of uh, I honestly really enjoy Like, I, yeah, I think hearing about the work she's doing with kids and just like her passion for running was really great. And yeah, I think we needed a, a humanizing moment for Brittany because people would be talking about her like she's a robot because she's so fast. I mean, you don't have no time to talk to her because she's so fast. Yeah, you know? Exactly. Like she there. She's celebrating, she's, she's smiling, she's happy at every freaking race. And then all of a sudden there's this freaking flip that switches. And then she's like done like a thousand minutes before you. Yeah. And then it's like, you know, at what point in time? What, at one point in time, do you have to talk to the person that's on the podium? You know? <laughs> <laughs> so it was really awesome to get to know about the uh about Brittany, the Brittany Romero. Okay, yeah. the Brittany bitch. Yeah. All right. She is yeah. here. She has arrived. <laughs> Yeah, that was good. Um, so now I feel like you know if you if you gotten this far, that's the title of the episode. Don't pretty bitch. You think she'll get mad at us? You think she'll get mad? It's it's Brittany bitch, and then we can just put a whole bunch of uh, characters in in the. Yeah, actually, that actually needs to happen. (laughs) She's gonna be like, "You guys are annoying." (laughs) I'm a teacher. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yes, this is the episode you play for your children <laughs> in class. So, what's up? We didn't get to do uh, updates in the in the front, you know. What I'm saying? For the people who only want to hear our guests, ill. There you go. There you go. It, it, you can you can you can press stop now. <laughs> yeah, you can stop. Yeah, if you don't care to hear about us, to stop. <laughs> yeah, go to the next episode. So, what's going on with you, fam? How, how, no, what's how's going it feeling? I thought, nah, no, it's nah, gonna... nah, ain't shit going on. <laughs> Why with would me. you? I feel like I should go last, you know, because like ain't nothing going on with me. I'm, I'm out here. I'm out here. Like I was sweating the other day. It was 120 degrees in my store. I closed that motherfucker right up and went <laughs> home. It was me and August in there. We had French fries and we was like sweating on our French fries. Like <laughs> it was ridiculous. It was ridiculously hot. It's been ridiculously hot. Um, I am, I am like, I don't know, like shit is just happening. We got the runs. We got the weekly runs that last lap. We got the panel this Friday, which this episode will probably be out, uh, after the panel and whatnot. Um, which I still need to come up with some questions. I'm still working on questions for the panel, but like, uh, it's nothing. It's not too much. I, I realized that my lease is up sooner than I thought. So I would be. Oh. Moving in with my fiance a lot sooner than she expected. We when? expected. Uh probably in like three weeks. Oh, like mid-July. No, like first week of July. <laughs> first week of July is next week, my guy. Uh, my shit. <laughs> That's like two, it's like it's like two weeks away. Yeah, it's not three it, weeks. It's like two. It's it's wild. It's wild. So, you know, we out here making adult decisions on what we gonna do, how we gonna do it. Uh it's it's really it's a really interesting time. You know, this has to be the love of my life. I would not be living in Chicago for about nine months. I'll be living on the outskirts of society in the suburbs, uh, in obscurity. Watch you fall in love with every the day. peace and quiet and and I, I, you know what? And- I do spend an unnecessary amount of time in the suburbs, and I will say I, I do get it. I do get it. I get it. I see why people enjoy it and why they're out there and, you know, why people make their families happen in that space. Like, I get it. I, it makes sense. Like, I, I can see myself being a suburban dad and shit. Like, I I, I saw where I fit, but, ill, <laughs> ill. I am. I need to be in the city. That's yeah. where I want to be. Luckily, Karen wants to be in the city. We just trying yeah. to figure it all out. It, we might not even spend nine months out there. We might spend a month. We, we never know. Yeah. Things, things are changing rapidly. I love That's it. That's it. That's all I got. That's as you saw, August came in at like four times looking for apple juice. I thought I, I cleaned this cup out and forgot to put apple juice in it. And so he was just like, I don't have time. He told me verbatim while I was on mute. He was like, Dad, I don't have time for you to finish <laughs> your call. I need apple juice now. I'm like, <laughs> You uh, lucky August is sassy. The way he says things, the way that when you recorded uh, your IG story the other day, where he he was like, "Why you call me out?" Yeah, I was <laughs> like, "Whoa!" Like he, and yeah, no, August will tell you what he's thinking. He was like, he was like, I don't have no other word for spicy. Like, I don't know. It's just just juice doing something that it don't normally do. <laughs> Are you calling me out, fam? It's bubble. Why call me out? Yeah, no, he's smart. He's fun. But that's it. That's it. There's nothing. There's nothing for me. I'm just out here living every day. Like it's golden. How about you? 
How about you? How how things are going with you? I mean, you just out here making announcements on IG. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm going to go live because I just feel like I just need to share this in person with you right now. Like, this could have been a post, but I don't need you to read this. Like, I just need you to just hear it coming from me. <laughs> I was like, I'll have time in curating a motherfucking caption talking about da 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 I'm like oh me let me just go on on live and just tell you that <laughs> what's going on and I knew it I was like as soon as I post this Ian's gonna have something to say next time we record we record like I already, oh yeah I, I, was, I, was, like, I was on the live oh it's no like, <laughs> all, all of our social media uh, like all three of the freaking uh, app uh, <laughs> accounts that I have on here was like Courtney's going live right now. I was like, what the fuck she on here doing? <laughs> I get on there, you like, mid. It's the end of an era. It's the end of an era. Things are, things are changing. I'm going to miss this part. <laughs> and you know, I don't have the words, but I just came on here to speak to you. I was like, I was, I was like, okay, there we go. There we go. Let's do it. The movers yeah. must have confirmed. <laughs> yeah, I mean... The cat is out the bag. I'm moving to LA and mm-hmm. it's been a crazy ride. At this point, I'm just going to give you guys week by week updates because I just want to keep it a book. And because I've also realized that a lot of people have a lot of questions about moving. And because I moved, this is my second move. This is my, I moved from Minnesota to Chicago and like had to figure my shit out here and then got comfortable and love, found my running fam and started a career in running, which is wild. And now I'm doing it again in LA. So I have no idea what that holds. And I just realized more and more that like, as I talk to other people who are interested in like moving out of the city or whatever, like, I'm like, let me, let me keep, let me, let me do this. Okay. So I'm committed, Ian, if you're committed with me to ride this ride and you can, and I, and I just ask you, please just ask me, like, ask me questions and I promise I will answer. Okay. There we and, go. Cause now the cat is out the bag. Yes. So yes. I, yeah. Courtney is going to LA. I'm going to LA. It's not even Courtney that's going to LA. It's the, it's your brother that's going to LA. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait. My man yeah. had a packing video the other day. I was like, okay. The, the oh, daily vlogs are coming. I missed it. I missed it. I was like, because he's like, you know, should I? He's like, he's like, I could, he's like, I could post about our move. I was like, yeah, you can. I was like, I'm probably going to do it. And I was like, there could be your perspective and then there could be my perspective. And he was like, okay. And so, yeah, get ready. Get ready. And it's he's going to show the, he's going to, yeah, he'll show the perspective of like all the shit that I don't because I curate round shit. I make things look nice. And then I realized yeah, yeah. with Russell, he's just like point shoot. I'll be like, bro. This all content. Let's go. I'm like, I need some warning, like something. Like, I need you to keep it on you and your perspective, what's going on in your life. Okay. Oh, we must be corny. Air everywhere, trying to figure it out. Y'all <laughs> so, need to talk with his brother, man. <laughs> yeah, he's he's hilarious. And then there's Matthew, who like he's been like so for me. I've been like wrapping things up with Gumbo Fit and like 
making sure that we're good to go and like trying to my best to get us to a place where like everybody feels comfortable with me not being around in person. And, um, and like, uh, Mike Brown, who has been with us since with me since the beginning. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, basically, yeah, it's been, it was Mike is like, I met Kelsey first via Windrunners and then she joined us. But like Mike has been the one person who like he's he's I don't even know. Sorry, I know I'm speaking like I, I'm <laughs> I'm trying to wrap it up. I'm trying. He's no, he's, there you go. He's basically, yeah, he's just like the guy that's been there since the beginning. And he's from Chicago and he's about to take the reins. He is the captain now. And um, I'm excited for him to see him grow as a leader and um, and just like support him in like the Chicago efforts. So that'll be a to do. I'll keep everyone updated on that. But like so far, so good. Same with P- Picasso is like his second, the way that he Mike used to be my second. You know, mm-hmm. Maya's out in Philadelphia. Candace is still, you know, she Candace is Candace. She's also been there since mm-hmm. the beginning. Like Kelsey's been there since me. It was me, Mike, and Candace and Kelsey. Who and you who trained for the oh, wait? No, first of all, no, it was not. And no, yeah, it was. No, it was not. Kelsey it was popped me. in later. It was me and you and Carly. And Carly like dropped out really fast. Oh, wait, and then no, it was no, no, me no. and you. And then it was Mike, Candace, and Kelsey and stuff like that. This really? revisionist history. I does forgot. Not work. I, I was the first okay. captain. <laughs> my okay, Ian, you are you're you're my number one. You were the first one. You popped, the, yeah. Low key though, Ian, you came out and your energy. I was like, he's a character. <laughs> and then you kept coming out, and I was like, yes. And then before you knew it, before you really knew it, I was like, that's my friend. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, like Carly, because and Kelsey already had a bib. Mike already was training, and then they they we just started running together. So that was yeah. I don't know. Um, anyway, yeah. So there's that. And then, you know, I've been, Matthew and I have been just preparing for this move for a few, few, few months, several months. And we're down to the wire. We got our stuff picked up. Like the movers came and they picked up our stuff from our apartment. We've been packing on and off for the past couple of weeks. And and that's like mainly Matthew who has been, who has been packing. I like touched my first couple boxes, like maybe three days ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, and then, yeah. And then it was the first time that we hired movers. Right. Which has, it's like, I was still tired at the end, but I wasn't nearly <laughs> as tired as I would have been if I had to put boxes into a. Oh shit. Listen, I can only imagine. No. I'm never moving without movers again. Like this is it. No. I mean, yeah. I did it like I did it five years ago. Yeah. And then after like that, also, I, did, I would never do it again. I'll never do that again. Uh, so now we're here. So yeah, I'm uh, hiring movers forever. But I'm telling and you. And they driving your shit across country? Yeah, it's on its way right now. Oh my God. It's over there. And then it's like, if they get there before us, they'll put our stuff in storage. They have free storage for a month, which is great. Because I mean, uh, again, I'm debating on, I'm like, I'm like, do people care about how much things cost? Because I'm willing to share that too, just out of like transparency. Cause I'm like, if you know, cause I'm like, this shit is not cheap, but it's also doable, but it's also like an experience. Um, but Wait, what? Over- what? Hey, what's an experience? 
it's an experience to have, like, it's, it's an experience to have your shit picked up and like orchestrated getting moved across country. Oh, okay. Okay. I thought, but, I thought you were saying buying your shit from you. I'm like, Gordon, come on. What is? I thought that you were trying to say that you would be selling some of your stuff. No. And that buying it from you is an experience. I'm no, like, okay. I was saying sharing the price of moving. Oh, yeah, no, that shit crazy. Yeah, and like, but the price of moving cross country, um, or like the thing that like what things cost. I've just seen like some YouTubers who are just open about that, and it's just like people like it. Um, so I may or may not be sharing, but I'm just like, but I'm also just open to it. Like if you ask me, I'll just be like, yeah, whatever. But um then there's the house part because we're moving and Matthew and I, we've been sharing the same office for a while. And mm-hmm. literally this is his, his computer's right there. And <laughs> his, you know, his computer back faces the right side of my face and we have, and it's just tea tiny. So like I have to kick Matthew out when I'm recording, we try to orchestrate when we're having meetings and yada, yada, yada. And so now we're like, okay, we need a three bedroom, and we're going to each have our own office space because I also want to make content. I also want to do stuff. And then we also need a backyard right. and all this stuff. So we're we're doing we're looking for a, a, a family, a single family home to rent in mm-hmm. LA. Oh and, my God. and then in addition to that, in the beginning, Russell's going to live with us, but then the we're going to find him his own place as well. So that he has a really? has like a gym in it rooftop types that you know the amenities type stuff so that he can have more of like an independent life um with our just completely and and let me know if this is okay to ask but like completely independent or like semi-assisted no i mean uh, independent in that he's over there but i'll still help we're gonna help sub subsidize his rent right we're gonna pay partial of his rent we're gonna pay like we're and i'm gonna help him get groceries and like he you know what I mean we're in the same right. city but he around the corner we have our own house you know because we've been living together for a while and it's like we need some separate we need to be separate um yeah, just yeah. because it's it's just you know allows him to have his privacy and we can have our privacy um which he wants like we both are and he's grown so much since he moved in of with course. us originally so He's and he's lived by himself in the past too, but now he's at a place where he knows how to cook. And I've showed him a little bit of like, you know, cleaning techniques that I, you know, and then like just everything where like he can do it all by himself. Well, that's more, that's more what I was speaking to when I was asking about assisted, you know, um, because um, uh, my my brother lives in assisted living and whatnot, but my brother is autistic and he is like, uh, he is on a different, a completely different end of the spectrum. Like he's not function functioning at all, you know, yeah. as far as being able to live on his own and stuff like that. But I know there's like even levels to assisted living and stuff yeah. like that. Um, so that that was more so my question with Russell, because it's like I wasn't sure, you know, if he could cook and stuff. Like I know he can go grocery shopping, he can do all of that, you know, uh cleaning. I I I'm understanding it. it's probably super doable. But I was just really curious about stuff like cooking and preparing the meals and stuff like that. Is that something that he would live in a space where there's somebody to uh, help with that? Or will he have somebody to come through that isn't you and Matthew to assist with those, you know, certain things and stuff like that? I'm really curious to hear about that. Yeah, I mean, so he is like physically disabled in the sense that he has balance issues and that he's like legally blind out of one eye. but 
he can see right. just fine on the other. And so like, right. and he has some like social skills that he, you know, that is lacking, yeah, yeah. but yeah, like he, I, he does everything himself. Like, and that's what's frustrating about where he's at with his disability right. is because he's so high functioning and he right. can pretend to be normal, quote unquote normal. But you talk to him for a second and then you realize that like he's different. And so yeah. um, he is, uh, and so they, yeah, so he, it frustrates. I, he definitely has moments of frustration, but then like, again, like we've been working together on that. And like, I think he just uh-huh. is really honest with people from up front uh, yeah. and uh, just with himself. But like, yeah, like he, can do a lot of stuff, but there's a lot of stuff he can't do. Like he'll never be able to drive. Like he there's like, if he's looking for a job, there's like just certain things he can't do because of his balance, right. like hand-eye coordination and stuff like that. Right, so like right, he, right. he, but he can have a part-time job. Like he can, right. like he can push carts. He can like greet right. people. He, you know, he could be a greeter. He could do all these things. And so it's like, it's right. about finding exactly what's right for him. That's why like acting is a good uh, option for him. I think that yeah. has been a good option for him since he like did acting classes in Chicago. He's like wants to do it again. Oh, okay. I think he could be really in a niche pocket because like yeah. you know, um, he can represent a certain population through acting. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so the goal would be like, yeah, he has his own place, but 10 minute, 15 minute drive away. Um, yeah, okay. Anything, you know, close to wherever he needs to be. Um, cause like places like in Culver city, it's like basically like kind of like a Lakeview kind of sort of mm-hmm. where like everything is right there and you just can like walk there. So, um, that's the thought there. And then if he has, and he loves working out every day, so he just needs right. him in his building, maybe a pool, little seat, outdoor seating, you know, he loves to do his content. Yeah. So he, you know, and then he can have his own place content and like he can do whatever. And then I'll just, you know, I'll be over at his house a lot. He'll be over at our house a lot. But ultimately, like having our yeah. own individual places is what it is. And like maybe one day you'll have a girlfriend. And then, you know, like it's just. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's real. I mean, that's real. Like even, even my older brother, you know, being, uh, they, they get to a point, you know, where it's just like, uh, I mean, I don't know, because our brothers are completely different, completely on different ends of the spectrum and mm-hmm. stuff. And uh, but even even to him, with like just low functioning, like there's there's a point in time, like he he just turned forty, but there was a point in time when he was in his early thirties where it just the the switch just flipped. Like no, like he, I don't want to do that, and I'm not going to do that. And you know, he has a hard time. He cannot communicate. The things that he wants to do and doesn't want to do because he just doesn't have that skill or whatnot. But you know, it'll 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 surface in like moments of frustration and anger and things like that, and outbursts and stuff like that. And you kind of gotta learn to read the signs and and read in between the lines and stuff like that. So it just came to the point where it's just like, okay, you living at home doesn't work because my of course my grandmother and my mother see him as just you know you know, just defenseless little child when he like a 30, 40 year old man. And so they treat right. him like a child. He like, my nigga, right. like I'm not a child. You know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. About it. exactly. You know? And so now he's in an assisted living actually two blocks away from where my mom lives now and stuff like that. And it's completely like, it, it just works. He comes over, he has a good time, he hangs out, you know, when he ready to go, he ready to go back home, you know, get back into whatever it is he's doing and stuff like that. So, it's, it's, it's really interesting because I know one well, in the next five or 10 years, his 
uh, in the next five to 10 years when my mom getting older and then, you know, even past, you know, when, when, uh, you know, even after my mom passed and whatnot, like, you know, that responsibility for him is going to come on to me. So it's, 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 it's interesting just watching the decisions that you make for your brother Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And, and, and seeing what that journey is like, because even though Nick is low functioning, like, you know, I kind of, I don't, I don't really care for where he is right now. Mm-hmm. I want him to be in somewhere, you know, kind of fucking nice. Exactly. And that's how <laughs> I feel. Like, Russell be like, I don't want to be in a group home. I don't want to have assistant living. I don't want to do it. And I mean, like, we've had this conversation so many yeah. times. And it's like, yeah. okay, fine. I mean, he's lived by, he has had an apartment by himself. Like, he knows that he can live by himself. And now he's older. He's 27 now. So it's like, he's not a child, to your point. He's not a child. He just has disabilities. And so, right. like, certain things. And it's like, there are people who are living with disabilities around us all the time that you probably don't notice. And that is their truth. But, like, ultimately, they're still independent humans. And so, yeah. It's something that for me, it's like, yeah, I had to kind of take on that motherly role in the beginning. And then like, I, in some ways, very much treat him like a child. Cause I have my moments where I'm just like, who are you speaking to? What are you right. feeling right now? You know what I mean? Right. And like, let's figure out how we can properly communicate. Uh, right. But yeah, he just needs to kind of be, I think he also just uh, needs to ha- put, be put into it in a new space, a new frame of mind of like living by yourself, having like the experience that he's had with us and put it to work. And then it's like, yeah. And it's like, yeah, we go to, we go to Whole Foods and we get our uh, Trader Joe's and we get him like the instant rice and we get him like the, we give him things that he can like bake and like microwave. He's not a chef, but he can put together a meal. He's very healthy. He wants to eat like frozen veggies and, and rice and like, um, vegan chicken nuggets is his favorite thing, but like, and you know, okay. but ultimately he it. goes to the store, he shops for himself. He knows what he wants, but then when there's certain things where I'm like, okay, I have to make sure that certain things are done because I know he's not going to be able to do it. Right, right, right. So then, um, that's cool. I'm, I'm loving this offer up. Like, let's, let's make this happen. And then, uh, so then gumbo fit, you know, what's, what's, what is this? What is this really looking like? I know you say Mike, and Picasso, pretty much Mike just taking over. Picasso, it probably end up being a second and whatnot. Like, what's it do? How are how? Hmm, how can I ask this question? Are they taking over in the sense of like logistically? Like, okay, this is the vision for Gumbo Fit. You guys are in charge of making that happen in Chicago, or is it also where it's just like, all right, guys, like here you go. Like, this is it. I am here. I am still present. I am not on the ground though, but whatever you see for this year going forward, I am here to help make that happen. Like drive home your vision of what you think this year for gumbo should look like. And maybe even going forward, like what's the approach with the gumbo fit situation? Yeah, I would say it's the, what you said, um, was the latter. <laughs> um, yeah. and I, yeah, I, it, it's, it's the latter of what you said, because I spent the, after the marathon last year, we, and we went on like our retreat, like since that point, we've been talking about, okay, I'm not going to be here come summer. 
and then my whole thing was, what do you all want to do? So like how you're seeing track programming, that's Picasso and Kelsey's brainchild. How you're seeing like even the accelerator program, that's a little bit of me, but that's like Mike and Candace and everybody. And also I would say uh, Kelsey and Picasso too. And because it's like, cause we want, cause they want people to pull from and have bring on as like captains. Cause like right now we have this accelerator program that we're not really talking about publicly, but like every week we're meeting, we're talking and we're ultimately like, we've identified people who we see as potential leaders, much like what Nike Chicago is doing right now with their um, program. It's Thank like, you yeah, but we're finding people who haven't started their run club yet, or might be interested in joining gumbo fit really. And sharing the knowledge that we have from being on the ground and, 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 and spending it a little bit more intimately, um, as a group of mentors. And, um, and then hopefully from that, we get like one or two people who want to like stick with us. And then those are the people that like Mike can utilize when the other directors are not there or something like that. So like to kind of mm-hmm. make a, a good core team and, and, but yeah, like everything in Chicago, like Mike, I'm like, I've gotten to the point several times within the last couple of months where I'm just like, what do you think, Mike? <laughs> what do you want mm-hmm. to do? Like, what are the standards that we have here? And it's like, cause I, I want to support and bring, help them bring their vision to life more than anything. And then I would like to be in LA and then do what I feel I would like to do and bring to reality. Um, mm-hmm. And then I would like it to be a connection. We have New York and or LA and New York. LA and Chicago working together so that like, you know, we've been talking about how cool it would be to have people come out for the LA marathon in March. It's like, that would be great. And then, then we could like, I could host a, um, a, a shakeout run because by then I'll be a little bit more familiar with LA. Like we can mm-hmm. actually do stuff that's like still sh- like gumbo fit oriented that's in LA. Um, mm-hmm. and, and it's like, uh, obviously there's something to be said about engaging with the other run clubs but at the same time it's like if people love the gumbo fit brand and we have people in both cities like to be able mm-hmm. to have, have some familiarity it goes a long way and so um that's the approach that we're taking okay i mean that answers my question thoroughly I, I can't i can't wait to see what they do with it i can't wait to see uh what the entire summer looks like for gumbo fit i know um uh, a lot of runners are anxious and excited, especially with marathon training underway and stuff like that. So, man, we, we can't wait. We will be. I know everybody will be watching you and them both get very close. Yeah, and I feel like too, it'll be fun to have like okay, people from Chicago posting, and then I can pop in from LA and say hey to everybody. And like, yeah, yeah I'm not trying. And even when I'm in LA, like I want to first see what's going on, in, like in the running scene in LA. Like mm-hmm. obviously there's Koreatown Run Club, but it's like okay, but who else is out there doing the runs? Like where can I find mm-hmm. a really dope track practice? Because I don't think I'm going to be leading that in LA. Right. Um, I'm thinking for me, it would be more like trail focused. Um, Mm. and then on a very, like maybe month to month basis where like once a month we get out on trail and we run it, um, which would give me time to like really feel out different locations before inviting Mm. everyone out. Um, but yeah, I'm not trying to overstep into anyone else's territory. I'm just trying to figure out, okay, depending on where I live too, there Mm. might not be runners where I live in the same place. So I could maybe just say like, I'm going to be over here. Come join me if you want to. And then if people come out, great. And then maybe that will, it's like, 
be a catalyst of a running movement mm. in LA. I don't know. Right, right, right. So. I love this. It's all, it's all just take it as, take it as it comes. Yeah. But, like um, it. on a person, yeah, on a personal note, like, like as far as going back to moving goes, still don't have, don't know where I'm going to live. About to leave for <laughs> LA on Monday. Going on a, a five day road trip that Matthew planned out. Uh, God bless him. And, you know, all our stuff is gone out of the apartment. We're sleeping on, um, air mattresses and they're actually pretty comfortable. Um, the low ones, not the big ones that like want to yeah. be and like they're a bed, but the, I, we got the low profile ones because I'm like, maybe we could use these for camping later. Right. 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 And those are actually the more comfortable air bed for me. Yeah. Um, I love that. So just putting that out there as a thought and, and yeah, so we're, and then tonight, which this podcast will be way after this, but like, the I'm excited for the um, going away party at the um, oh shit yeah that's right tribe supper club tonight at seven thirty mm-hmm. wanted to see my friends and say hi and yeah we and definitely be going out. we'll so. be out there it'll be fun OMG yeah I'm super excited that's that's it and then whenever y'all come out to LA holla at me let's, let's go for a run let's go for a hike. <laughs> I don't know, man. Y'all got fucking lions out there and shit. Like mountain lions. Hell yeah. Like that's that's wild shit, man. That's wild. That's wild. Like whole ass, I'm, like I'm, big bugs and big, like it's not the south, but it is crazy how like shit changes. Like the wildlife yeah. changes. I'm 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 you know what? I'm just gonna listen. I'm gonna watch you. I'm gonna see how you handle all of these things and then we'll see. We'll see. I might come I will come visit, but it might not be on no trail. I'm like in the city eating. Nah, we're things. going on. Uh, the thing is, the trails are in the city. So it's the tiger like, and the lion. We can hit, look, we're gonna have we, what we're gonna do just for an easy thing. If you're feeling like, just give me what the easy thing is, we'll hit Runyon Canyon, and that's where everybody goes. Okay. And then you just kind of go up and come back down. People just wake up early as fuck in the morning, go up, and and it's just like it's super easy. All right. I think it's also the Culver City stairs, if if that's correct, but who knows? Who knows? (laughs) I'm going to figure it out when I get there. (laughs) I can't wait. I can't wait. So, wait, when y'all get there on Monday, I'm assuming y'all Airbnb and then y'all like. No, we're leaving Chicago in a rental car on Monday. Yeah. And then we're taking a, a five day trip to LA. We're driving, though. Yeah, but you just say y'all don't have a place to live. So no, what's, yeah, what's, yeah, but we could maybe there? potentially lock something in within within that time. Oh, that's yeah. interesting. Com- it's that's not gonna stop. We're gonna this is down, down to the wire. Down to the motherfucking wire. And the thing is, is I've heard a lot of people talk about how, like, when they move to LA, like, you don't know. Sometimes you don't know. Sometimes you get there and you're like, I'm here right now, ready to move, ready to move in with all my stuff. And like, it is. We'll see. Yeah. This is wild. Yeah. It's not uncommon. I just want to say, like, don't make it for those of you contemplating whether to move and are scared from that that tidbit of information. Don't be scared because it's actually not that uncommon to not know. It's going to happen, you know, not to say that we haven't applied for places, but it's just like, yeah, we're still in an unknown position. I love it. I love it. This is exciting. It's like suspenseful. 
How do you think <laughs> I feel? <laughs> Matthew's not Matthew. You know, you know, like Matthew's always like calm one. Yeah, I'm, yeah, that's what I'm curious. I need to hear from him. This, he's not calm. He's like he's he's calm-ish, but he's all he'll have these moments where he'll just be like, I just want to know where we're living. I just want to know. I just want to know where we're living. I mean, like, I know. I I just let's be calm. It'll happen. Matthew got to come on after y'all get settled. Oh, I know, right? We can talk. I need, about it. We'll I need to hear things from his perspective. <laughs> He'll be like, "I'll be clearly packed." Da, 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 da. <laughs> Which is like, okay, I'm telling y'all right now. Like, he packed like a good 20, 25 boxes before I touched one, and it's okay. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I almost got my ass kicked the other, lad, the other night what? trying to start this grill what happened I was I couldn't get it started and Karen was in the house doing everything else oh and I, I didn't it didn't dawn on me as to how many things she was doing she was already frustrated about some shit and so I was just my ignorance I was just adding on <laughs> and I was also not interested in dealing with the attitude that she already had Right. So I was also and, being, you know, a little dismissive. Like, yeah, baby, whatever you want to do, go on through that. No. And that's not what she wanted from me. No. And stuff. And, you know, there was just a lapse in communication <laughs> last night that almost got my ass kicked. And, uh, yeah, like I, I sat out in front of that grill for like two hours trying to get it started. Trying to light like the grill meanwhile she's in there trying to push it together. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But I, if, so... Like I, like, I, like, I told her, like, I thought she was in the cooking, which is the expectation. Like, he was in there doing the sides. I was going to have the meat. Unfortunately, sometimes we lighting the grill. Sometimes it's done in, like, 20 minutes. It's ready in 20 minutes. Sometimes it's ready a little longer than that. And yeah. stuff. And then I, I, I did the dumb shit, too. Like, I bought, I, I, I cheaped out on the fucking charcoal. I knew I should have got Kingsbury, and I got Kroger's brand. And that was stupid of me and shit like that, knowing what time we was grilling and stuff. So that was, like, my... That was like the catalyst for me. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, like, you know, I was like, hey, babe, because I thought she was frustrated from some outside shit. And so I was like, hey, babe, what you need? You know, what you want? Like, you need, you need a rub. Like, when we rub your feet, uh, like, what you need? And shit like that. So I was offering all these things that would probably be good answers if the frustration was rooted in outside shit. But by the time I started offering these things, what I did not notice was like, yeah, like, there's this outside shit, but as of right now, nigga, it's you. And so, was, so she was like, nah, I don't, need, I don't need nothing. I don't need nothing. And she needed a lot of things. And I was unaware. And so, yeah. Do you know that the good. best thing to do when you're having a disagreement with your partner is to touch? Even yes. th- And that'd be the time when you'd be like, no. Nah. <laughs> but yeah, the hug goes a long way. Sometimes Matthew and I just hug it out. Yeah. It's like before we even go there, it's like <clears throat> let's just let's just, just, uh, let's just let's just embrace. Yeah, and then let's have a conversation because then it's like remember we love each other. Okay, remember, <laughs> never forget, never forget. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was interesting. I, I probably would have done that had I realized what was going on, and I did not. I didn't realize we had dinner the next day, and we were just kind of like reflecting on everything and stuff like that, and it was. I was like, oh. Hmm. That's what was happening. That's what was going on. Oh, I got you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> my bad. In my mind, I was agreeing with you and giving you the reins, whatever you wanted. And that's not what you wanted. 
you wanted me to do from the thing. <laughs> Got you. I was like, babe, just so you know, like I sometimes I miss the simple things and I just need you to tell me. And yeah. we're good. We're yeah. good. I'm here for it. Understand. But uh get that man a back row when y'all find a place to live. Yeah. Throw the gun on him. You know what I'm saying? Hit him with the hyperbolt, you feel me? You know. Rub his head, you know, put some oils on that essential oil, you know. Mm-hmm. All of that. Give him some love when y'all when y'all get to that place. Oh yeah. Are y'all stopping alone to see different things? Yeah, we're gonna spend the night in a couple different places. Our goal is to drive like around 10 hours a day. So like he and I will do shifts. Um yeah, and then um and then we'll stop. There's like a couple national parks on the way that we want to hit. Okay. You know, okay. I'm a big fan of national parks these days. I used to have a roommate who was like, her name's Tiffany. She's like, I want to go to every national park. She was not a white girl. I love it. And I was like, why? And she's like, because they're beautiful. And then I didn't really realize until I didn't really realize until I was like at the Grand Canyon and like Bryce Canyon and like that shit and like horse, like I, that. I'm like, okay, now I understand. Also, no, I get it. matter of fact, Zion. Let me, I was trying to say like Zion National Park. That mm-hmm. blew my mind. I was like, is this, this is what national parks are. So we're going to hit a couple on the way to LA. Um, to start off our our LA living the right way in nature. I love this. I love this for y'all. I can't wait to see what happens and stuff like that, how this goes. I can't wait to see what this means for our podcast and how things go. Um this is Ian's about to get flued out. And listen, that listen, that's that's really what I'm waiting for. That's what really what's happening. It's really what's going on here. You know what I'm saying? I just want I'm, I just I just want somebody to buy my ticket. I'll, I'll, I'll be, be like, I'm gonna be meeting new people and be like, well, I have this podcast, and my co-host <laughs> is in Chicago. He can be here too. Yes, he can be. For the price. low low cost, he, he, he can be here. Too. <laughs> low low cost of a plane ticket. Yeah, <laughs> he can be here as well. This yeah. is gonna be interesting. This is gonna be fun. This is gonna be really really cool. Um, and congratulations. Congratulations on it all. Thank you. Well, I have to go. I have things I need to do. I got to get ready for this thing tomorrow evening. I got the RRCA training class this weekend, Saturday and Sunday. Are you taking it? Yeah. Oh, that's a that's a that's a thing. Yeah, I'm taking that. Taking that. Yeah, Yeah, because we we about to start. We about to start. Well, when I say we, I mean last lap. Like, Mm -hmm. you know. Full service, baby. Full service. I'm about to have it all. Like, I'm trying to do it all. Like, everything I can do is is Mm -hmm. what we're doing. Stuff like that. So just look out for that. You want to have some certifications. You may have some plans. You may have some things. Just stay tuned. Stay tuned. I love it. I have nothing else to say. I'm done with y'all. I love y'all, though. Y'all have a good one. (laughs) And like and subscribe. All of that. Yes. All right, y'all. Peace.